and this is Talking Pictures, our weekly review of movies and film. I'm Hollis Monroe, and here with a review of a film that he calls one of a handful of films that achieve and maintain a nightmare quality from beginning to end is our resident film ghoul, Rue, Professor Film Encyclopedia Brown. Wow. Hello out there. <laughs> and joining us with a seasonal British classic with spirits to enlighten, elevate, educate, and entertain is the remarkable Mr. Ron Atkins. Bah humbug. All right. <laughs> film, start us off. Well, I've been looking around through, you know, it's the end of the year here and uh, people are putting together their top 10 films and films that are being ignored and things. And a film that kept popping up, okay, not just in horror film worlds, but on other places, was a film called When Evil Lurks. 2023, it's a film from Argentina, mm. uh, directed by Demian uh, Rugna. Uh, and uh, I said, okay, I'm going to take a look at this thing. And I saw that it was on Prime, and I'm glad I did. Uh, what, a re- uh, what a remarkable film. Uh, it, it just smacks you around uh, endlessly. Uh, it is a very disturbing film uh, that sort of, of this year reminds me of Infinity Pool. Infinity Pool also had that level of just whir, whir, you mm-hmm. know, lurching you from one side to the other. Uh, very few films really reach the level of nightmare, as far as I'm concerned. And, and this film, from the get-go, really immerses you in this kind of rural, nightmare uh, uh, environment of this strange mythology that is being used in the film. I don't know, maybe a folklore, let's call it that, of this idea of uh, the demon, a demon here in this case, who has infected a human body and is incubated inside of this body. And what it does is it bloats it, and it takes a long time for this thing to want to break out. The mother, uh, we find out, had uh, called what they call the cleaners. The cleaners are these individuals who know how, know how to deal with these possessed uh, individuals, how to clean them, okay? Uh, called, had called for them a year earlier, and this thing had been growing. Now, it deals with these two brothers uh, who... Uh, sort of stumble into this situation. They find the, uh, the bloated uh, 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 Ariel, okay, is the name of the, of the guy, of the demon man, and they, they, they don't know what to do with it, right? Now, they don't know the rules of what a cleaner does to clean this thing out. And uh, along with another farmer, they decide, okay, uh, and this is a bad decision, to take the thing, drag it out of the uh, of the bed that it has been uh, sort of uh, what becoming attached to over rottenness, because you see this bloated, weird like creatures, and uh, they load it up in their pickup and are going to take it and dump it somewhere. <laughs> what a great idea, right? Yeah. And uh, as Looking they're driving wrong. along, they uh, a little kid on a bike rides out in front of them and they swerve to get out of the way and they they drive on. You know the kids okay. They don't know, but the body had rolled out of the truck. Of course. And, of course, that thing sort of uh, gets uh, not going to go any further on that because that's the the strangeness of it. Nightmare in the sense that it just uh, doesn't let you – okay, well, it gives you moments of respite, and then wham, comes at you. It reminds me uh, of films like Andalusian Dog, which I think is a true nightmare film. Yes. Obviously, or Dream – Film or Vampire, Dreyer's Vampire. Uh, uh, certain elements also from Blair Witch Project, too, because it leaves you in the nightmare state of the guy standing in the corner. What's all this all about? Evil Dead as well. Very terrifying film. The idea of the, they call them the Rottens. Okay, that's what this thing is. Uh, and Cleaners, 
okay? And the two brothers sort of connect up with a sort of a retired cleaner, as it turns out, and has to kind of go in there and try to figure out what to do with these things. Uh, and, and it's very complicated, and actually a lot of it is left sort of murky, but the murkiness adds to this quality of like, oh, you know, why are they doing that? What, what's going on? It reminded me of uh, Lamora, a child, uh, a child's tale of the supernatural, also, which has this, what's going on? Why? You know, this this strange world. The uh, the the urban legend of it really builds well. I'm not sure if I'm gonna. I'm, I'm still thinking through if it's a part of the folk horror tradition, uh, but it certainly comes close. The idea of isolation, the idea of the landscape, the idea of this. This thing that ideologically tests their uh, mindsets because they can do. We got to get to the city, you know, get away from this. But who knows if the city is any better or not? Very grotesque film. There are some scenes in here that just you want to talk about. Okay, bad startle effects, cheapos, yeah, and good startle effects that deserve it and really earn it. There's some stuff in here that I was watching. I'm, I'm, I teach horror film and things like that, so it doesn't, they don't necessarily get me, you know, because I can see them uh, coming a mile away. There were some in here, it's like, whoa, wasn't ready for that one, okay? And, and some scenes that are just so, I've not seen depicted in a horror film before. And I'm not gonna go into those, okay? Because those are things that just, for me, were pleasantly grotesque, discoveries uh, that, <laughs> that said, wow, I've got to talk about this film. I would look for this, uh, this film when evil lurks. It, uh, it tests the boundaries of your tolerance. And that, of course, is what a good horror film should do. Yep. Yes. Go find it on Prime. All right. Wow. Thank you very much. Now with a classic ghost story that so many of us are familiar with, Mr. Ron Atkins. This is a review of Scrooge, and they had to call it Scrooge because they didn't have the rights to the word A Christmas Carol. Carol. But they snuck it in there. When they're opening the book <laughs> of the thing, it says A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. You know, so those British are really cool. Uh, I am reviewing the 1935 version of Scrooge, or A Christmas Carol. Uh, it was done in England. And it is the first talkie version of A Christmas Carol. Um, ironically, the actor, Seymour Hicks, had done it already as a silent film and had done it for months-long runs as a, uh, on stage. So he, he knew the character up and down. Um, I know the vast majority of movie buffs prefer the 1950s Alistair Sim version, mm -hmm. uh, but this one from 1935, again starring Seymour Hicks, has its own charm and its own significance. A, because it's black and white, so they're able to do really cool things with the ghost scenes and you know, to show when he makes his conversion, how everything suddenly becomes light and it's daytime, and, and it's a wonderful effect that they use. It's very subtle. Uh, Scrooge is someone who is very multifaceted, and you find this out through Seymour Hicks in that he's not just, ah, ah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a grump, and oh, I got to change because I'm going to die alone. It's more than that. He, this one regrets everything that he sees because no one's ever put a mirror up to him you know, before. So he just kind of starts to feel this, remorse with everything and the compassion that he shows for tiny tim really touches you you know how can this grumpy old man see 
a kid who had just said, you know, why, why don't sick people die and uh, lessen the, the surplus population, that really hit him when the ghost threw that back at him. So it's really cool. There's two versions you can get on different mul multiple platforms and different media. There's a color version, which made some cuts that I would have been really disappointed not to see. The black and white one has everything in them. And I would go for the black and white because you get the dark and often sinister feel of Scrooge's world as it was meant to be seen. It's meant to be dark and, you know, menace around every corner. And it also shows the dark side of London, the poor side of London, very, very well. The film, um, according to my research, leans very heavily on German expressionist filmmaking, which, um, talking with Phil, had already passed as a movement, but the director was his hero was Fritz Lang, so he was kind of borrowing on that. So lots of shadows, lots of dark edges, and while the film is drastically truncated, I mean really short, they give it credit because it's very true to Dickens's writing. Um, all the dialogue comes directly from the book, um, and I think that is wonderful because it's loyal, at least thematically, to what Dickens was trying to convey, the plight of poverty in London and the huge gap in mindset between the classes. I really enjoyed, I'm not a big expressionist fan sometimes, you know, especially like French expressionist films, but I love how they did that, and I love how the ghosts are portrayed. Only the ghost of Christmas present is ever seen in full. The rest are either disembodied voices, or it's just like a mysterious hand pointing or whatever. You only see Jacob Marley in the door knocker. That's it. And that really, to me, adds to the ghost story element. I love it. This version of Scrooge is only one of two adaptations showing Tiny Tim lying in state and how that got past the British censors in 1935. I have no idea, but it made it. Um, and if you're playing that game of, I know that guy, you know, when you're looking at the cast, there's some really cool actors in early in their careers. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Donald Calthrop, who gave a stand-up performance as Bob Cratchit. They said he's probably one of the best Bob Cratchits out there. There is a young Maurice Evans in there. He plays the husband who can't pay his rent with his wife in the flashback. And if you recognize the voice of Jacob Marley, Claude Rains oh. is really cool. There are longer, more complete versions of A Christmas Carol out there. And I mentioned Alistair Sim. I mentioned there's a couple of other British ones as well. But this Scrooge, I think, is an underrated gem. I mean, it's just it's about an hour and ten minutes. And if you just want to watch something cool over the holidays that doesn't take a gross amount of time away from family, this is a great one to do. It's available on YouTube. It's available on a lot of streaming platforms. And, of course, it's available at a bargain bin near you. So highly recommend Scrooge from 1935. A perfect pick for the season. Thank exactly. you. Folks, we want to know what you're watching. Tell us what you're giving thumbs up or thumbs down. Our email address is talkingpicks at kcck.org. For Professor Film Encyclopedia Brown and the remarkable Mr. Ron Atkins, I'm Hollis Monroe for Jazz 88.3 KCCK saying happy holidays. <laughs>